Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Here's Ovechkin up top. And a shot here from Schultz. Blocked the stick right out of Meyer's hands. And out of the zone it will go. And that, friends, on a Sunday afternoon is going to do it. The Capitals have lost their fifth home game in their last six. The Vancouver Canucks and Bruce Boudreaux bite them. Final score, 4-2. to two. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Mixed results for the Capitals on the weekend against the Islanders and Canucks. Former Capitals bench boss Bruce Boudreaux will join us and Winnipeg in tomorrow night. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, January 17th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Caps fell to the Vancouver Canucks yesterday afternoon at Capital One Arena by a 4-2 final. Now just one win in their last six games and one win in their last six at home as well. An early lead did not hold up as Thatcher Demko Ben put on a show for the Canucks in goal. Caps did get that win against the Islanders on Saturday, but it definitely feels like a midseason slump at this point. Yeah, and the difference yesterday, John, I felt was just that, the play of Thatcher Demko. And you could point to five-on-five issues for the Capitals offensively, haven't been able to create much of late. But that being said, they had an opportunity, second period, down 2-1, to one, looking to tie the game. I thought Demko was really good. A couple of big stops on Alex Ovechkin. A great stop on Daniel Sprong, who drove in with a lot of speed to drive to the net. I thought Demko was really good. And I thought, again, the Capitals got the other end of it. They got some inconsistent goaltending again when you look at Ilya Samsonov. Demko had the big saves at big moments. Ilya Samsonov less so in the 4-2 loss. On the subject of special teams, here's some good news. The Capitals ended up with two power play goals in a game for the first time since October yesterday. But... The penalty kill, which had been perfect in seven of their last eight games entering play against the Canucks, got victimized twice in the second period. But Ben, as good as they've been in the last few weeks, it is the second time in three games. The Capitals have given up multiple power play goals in the same game. Also did it against Boston last Monday. So, is this a little bit of a wobble, blip on the radar, or cause for concern? Yeah, well, you're dealing with a lot of moving parts, too, in those shorthanded situations. The penalty kill unit, not unlike the power play, but when you consider all the moving parts, you think about the other night against Boston, no Haglin, no Orlov. They were both in COVID protocol. Then you think about yesterday against Vancouver, the culprits for those shorthanded situations, minors to Hathaway and to Nick Dow. You're missing John Carlson back there on the penalty kill as well. You're missing some key cogs. That being said, the company line, every team is dealing with this right now. you got to find guys to step up and fill the void in the penalty kill. Uh, if you're not going to have the five-on-five productivity, which it's been an issue of late, certainly you got to win the special teams battle, not split it, as was the case yesterday against Vancouver. Canucks uh, ultimately better at even strength, and that was the difference. So an issue as the new week begins. We get to the rink yesterday and find out that John Carlson, who we thought might not play against the Islanders, waiting on a confirmation of a COVID test. He got it late in the warm-up on Saturday, came out and played, and then finds out before the Vancouver game 
that he tests positive. So that seems like it could hurt, especially when now you've got this busy stretch with Winnipeg coming up Tuesday, a game in Boston on Thursday, Ottawa in Saturday. Certainly Carlson's status for all three of those in doubt. That'd be a big loss on the back end. Yeah, it would be. And and you're going to now have to lean on the likes of Nick Jensen, Justin Schultz, Orlov to an extent to do some heavier lifting as far as ice time. But that's just it. It's, it's great on the one hand. You have these games coming up. The team has been looking forward to this stretch, looking forward to getting back into a rhythm, getting into a groove with eight games in 14 nights. That being said, when you deal with now Carlson and COVID protocol, we wonder too about the status of TJ Oshie, who was unavailable yesterday and left Saturday's game early with the upper body injury. Two key cogs on the number one power play unit as well, which, yes, struck twice yesterday. But you wonder, too, certainly a number of areas. John Carlson's presence will be uh, sorely, sorely missed this week. Heading into the weekend, you had a chance to catch up with our old friend Bruce Boudreaux. He owed you a chat after he was supposed to be here on the show a few weeks ago, and then he got a little busy. He got hired by the Canucks. But he's a man of his word. He got back to you as soon as Vancouver came to town. Yeah, it was great chatting with Bruce Boudreaux uh, just ahead of their visit here to Washington. So here it is, a portion of our conversation, and began by just addressing what the past month plus has been like for him, going to Vancouver, starting with that crazy stretch, seven straight wins, and heck, they're singing about him. Bruce, there it is in Vancouver. Party people! Well, interesting would be a word, a great word. I mean, it's been uh, fun. I mean, I don't think you realize sometimes, Ben, how much you miss it when you're not doing it. And uh, being basically a hockey lifer type of guy, missed it tremendously for the year that I was out of it. And it's so exciting. You know, even if you don't have the success you would like to have every day when you go behind the bench, it's a, it's a new challenge. It's exciting. And uh, so I love it. So I, I get to ho- I hope, you know, to do it for a while as long as I can keep the legs going in practice and do those kind of things. Then I'll be I'll be fine. Reference a hockey life for your approaching 1,000 career NHL head coaching games. Kudos on that milestone coming up next week. What does that mean to you? And I have to ask honestly, Bruce. In the past year plus, did you wonder? If you would hit that mark, or were you fairly confident in the back of your mind this opportunity was coming? Well, listen, in, in my lifetime, and I'll answer this probably in a long, long about way, but I mean, I have never been um, taking anything for granted. I mean, I was in the minors for 33 years. So when you're there that long, you know, to, to think that, oh, yeah, don't worry, I'll get another job. You know, I never thought that. I thought that I wanted to continue and, and I wanted to get my name out and, but I never, never knew if it was going to happen or if it wasn't going to happen. So it was really like, I mean, as I was as excited about the Vancouver job as I was when I first got the Washington job. I mean, it's always great to be in the NHL. And it's uh, like I said, I won't take things for granted at all. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's been a great ride. Reference the 33 years in the minors. I'm curious if you know the answer to this. Have you coached more games in the NHL now or more games in the minors? Do you know the answer to that? I have no idea. It's close. Uh, That's why I'm asking. I would, I would, I'm trying to think of the years, how many years it's been. So uh, I would think it, it would be very close if I started coaching in, I think, 93, 94 and got the first NHL job and. 2007 I think so 
one, yeah, 14 years one way, 14 years the other way. Um, it would be pretty close, I would think. It's good logic. We'll give you 1045 in the minors. Okay, 1045 in the minors, and you're approaching 1000 in the NHL. You'll get there, Bruce. You'll pass it. Well, I hope so. I mean, uh, listen, the people you meet on this uh, in this journey uh, of coaching, like, I mean, the good people so outweigh the bad by so many that, I mean, I miss talking to when I'm not in the job. I mean, I miss being around and talking to all the people and just the people are so good in hockey that it's a, it's something that you want to stay in. It's a, it's a great job. So 10 plus years since your time here, I'm wondering, and three teams removed now from your time with the Capitals, are you different? Are you better? Are there areas that you recognize now in terms of coaching at the NHL level that maybe in that first gig you weren't fully appreciative of? Well, I hope I'm a better coach. I mean, uh, definitely more experience. You know, we didn't win a cup, but we were a great team for four years. So we were the best team in the league in the regular season. I mean, uh, we lost to Stanley Cup champions in Game 7. We lost in a horrific upset by a goaltender in seven games. I mean, you know, we could very easily have won two cups in that tenure. So I don't know how much better of a coach I think I'm better because I'm smarter and more experienced, but I mean, it's still the things that I've done. When I first got here, I did the same formula that I did when I first went to Washington. So, I mean, it's uh, you, you learn and you learn how to deal with people a little bit better. And I'm not in as awestruck with players that, that are really good as I was when I first came up but I mean once you've coached Alex I mean what other better what other player is going to scare you any more than him so it's uh, it's all been it's all been great I think uh, in the years that I've coached it's uh, it's been the most fun of my life but you're saying it's the, the best time you've had in coaching as far as that success as well all that regular season success the division champions the president's trophy win uh, here in Washington that's up there oh that's that's right there like I mean listen we had a young team carefree. We didn't realize it, it took seven years after I left or six years after I left for them to win the cup. And because A, it's not easy, but when you've got a bunch of young, great players, you always think that you're going to get another chance and you're going to win. So uh, it took a while to, to get that thing going to to the point where it was at. And But I mean, Everybody was 21 and 22 years old, and and they had the the world was their oyster, and uh, we just we played a very exciting game of hockey, and uh, um, we never thought like I mean if we were down four to one in any game, we thought we were going to win, and and most of the time we did, so it was a fun way to play. It's a swagger, no question. So we'll bring it to the present now. Uh, final thing I want to ask you, Bruce, when you watch Ovi now, all these years later, wh- what do you make of what he continues to do here? I mean, really, at age 36, his 17th season, he's not supposed to be doing this, right? And yet he continues to score goals and well, do other things at this ridiculous rate. I marvel at him. I really do. I think, um, first of all, his he's like when they said the Russian machine never breaks. He's the, uh, he plays plays through much much pain. He is going to go down as the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game when it's all said and done. I loved him as a coach. I admire him so much from afar. When you play against, don't like playing against him. Never like 
Because he'd come up to me on the bench. He'd say, hey, coach, I scored three tonight. And I said, Ovi, you're not on my team anymore. I don't want you to score three. And he'd give me that little, and he'd go out and he'd get a couple and he'd uh, piss me right off. But he'd always have that smile after he scored. So it was, uh, I think I still have a very good relationship with him. But he was fun to watch. And at 36 to do what he's doing, you guys are going to be saying that when he's 37, 38, and 39 as well. It's unbelievable. And, and and last one on a lighter note here, Bruce, this is from uh, someone, we won't reveal his identity, we'll just call him Jay Walton, okay? This is from Jay Walton, a loyal listener to the program. He wants to know, have the, ca- have the car dealerships in Vancouver, in Burnaby, have they sought you out for promotional purposes? <laughs> Nobody has sought me out for anything. I got one guy that that seeks me out, and that's Eric Schuster, and he does it. <laughs> He's my Washington guru right there. <laughs> you got to bring him to British Columbia with you. You got to recruit him. Oh, he he wants to come. I'm telling you right now, but I, he's doing too well. Too well where he's at. <laughs> awesome. Well, appreciate this. Uh, do appreciate this, Bruce, and look forward to seeing you this weekend. So, thank you very much, and continued success in Vancouver. It's great to see you. Got a lot of supporters still here in these parts, as you know. Well, I appreciate it, and you could please tell that caller to have a very nice day. I hope Mr. J. Walton enjoys the weekend. All right, so there you go, John. He gave you your answer. Nothing yet. I don't know what they're waiting for. Right in British Columbia, they got to line up. He's a pitchman. He's one of the best. Your boy, Bruce Boudreaux. If you want to move some product, you should definitely call Bruce Boudreaux. If you are anywhere in the greater Vancouver area, good stuff from the former head coach of the Capitals. He left Capital One yesterday victorious. We'll have a lot more on tomorrow's show on the Winnipeg Jets as they come into Capital One Arena. Right now, Winnipeg three points outside the playoff picture in the Western Conference. But the Caps, without question, need a solid two-point effort on home ice. The win over Nashville on December 29th qualified as one of those, but that is the only win at home for the Capitals dating back to December 10th. A loss that day to Pittsburgh, a loss to the Kings on December 19th, an OT loss to the Devils on Jan 2, blown out by the Bruins a week ago today, and then the loss to Vancouver yesterday. The good news, Ben, is they have a lot of home games to improve on that this week and next. I hope you can take advantage of it, certainly starting here against the Winnipeg Jets team, which has battled some inconsistency so far this year. They're on the outside of a playoff position. They, too, they haven't played a whole lot of late. They're dealing with a lot of postponements north of the border, not too many home games themselves so we'll see if the Capitals could potentially take advantage of a Winnipeg Jets bunch coming to town on Tuesday and hopefully build some momentum ahead of a tough roadie Thursday in Boston. Caps and Jets tomorrow at 7 network airtime on 106.7 a fan and Caps Radio 24-7 is at 645. Caps game day your extended pregame show exclusively on Caps Radio 24-7 begins at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Ben have yourself a stupendous Monday. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.